0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tower Casuals here on NGRRadio.com and on Tower Casuals' YouTube page. You should like, subscribe, and share. Also, you can download us and take us with you every Tuesday right after the reset. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Daryl. Alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite. How's it going, everyone? Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter show. We're going to talk a little bit about what Luke Smith said, uh, Talked about last week we we discussed how you know bungie has left activision and you know they they have full publishing rights to destiny and and kind of what that means for the game in general Uh, i do kind of want to touch that a little bit more because i do have a little bit of a concern about that but we're basically going to talk about uh what luke smith said uh he put an update up on the on the uh, bungie on bungie.net uh, this week at, at Bungie on 1.17 and 19, uh, kind of to, to talk about the uh, future of Destiny. Uh, so, because a lot of people are concerned, will Destiny continue? Uh, will there be a Destiny 3? That kind of stuff. Uh, and I know they got that big kind of cash influx from NetEase uh, last year to maybe publish a free to play version in China. So, there's all that kinda thing going around. But you know, it's it's a whole thing. Details are still happening. It's not gonna happen overnight, that kind of thing. Uh you know, I do wonder if they're gonna stick to the the game plan that they had with Activision. Something tells me no, but you know, we 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 have some some discussion now from inside Bungie that we can talk about. Uh but first Jesse this weekend i got way back into destiny
1: <laughs> played i played yeah. a lot of destiny <laughs> i was in your, i was in your chat a little bit there throwing jokes making jokes <laughs> while you guys were playing yeah right at the end
0: Oh man yeah dude we we i i got on at 8:30 cuz my daughter went to bed early and my wife went to bed with her and i'm like alright, I'm going to play some games tonight. I have a bunch of editing to do, I have a bunch of stuff to do, but I don't care. I'm going to play some games. And so, I knew that you were working and Ed was working, and I messaged my friend Mitch, who is a huge Destiny fan. I was like, I was like, hey Mitch, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to play Destiny all night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. And by all night, I thought we were going to be done at like 11.30 and just crash and just be done. Right? <laughs> but i decided to live stream it so <laughs> we streamed all of forsaken's campaign we streamed uh, a whole seven round <laughs> thing of escalation protocol we did some uh, extra side uh, quest missions that you get in your inventory when you kind of pick up items to build new weapons and then we ran three strikes <laughs> we played for almost seven and a half hours <laughs> Last night and I was up till almost 4:30 playing Destiny and it was awesome. It reminded me of like when I used to play Destiny like every day all day, like all night, you know, like yeah, grinding for stuff and it was a good time, man. Let me tell you, it really hooked me back in. And I'm like this is not the right time to be getting hooked into Destiny when we are about to <laughs> about to get into Anthem and the Division 2. For, you know, yeah. Javelins for Hire and Dark Zone Junkies are podcasts based on those on those franchises, by the way. Just download them if you're interested at all. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, but, yeah, man, I got hooked in. I used my Spark and created a, a Hunter, which, uh, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to use that Hunter. But, you know, if, if, you know, we get the right people in there and we kind of start messing around with raids and stuff. It, it's... It's gonna be... It's gonna be interesting, you know? And then I know you and I discussed talk, uh, playing Destiny 2 for squad goals after Gears. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, man, it's... I got hooked in real bad. I'm not gonna lie to
1: you. <laughs> yeah, cause I've only... I've only finished the, uh, campaign for the original, uh... Uh you know destiny 2 i i I may have done a little bit of the next uh the next expansion that was added but i don't maybe like two or three uh missions i really haven't done much well then you're almost done because it's
0: only four missions long yeah uh curse of osiris is not very long or yeah very sustainable so uh yeah, so, I mean, Forsaken is a cool campaign. It's a non-linear campaign. You can kind of tackle it in whatever order you want to. Okay. And, uh, yeah, man, it's a lot easier when uh, you have a friend who's max level and has done most of the things in the game and helps you out with the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he said he said when I get there again, he would totally run it with me again. I'm like, sweet, see you next weekend. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, man but it was it was a good time i i really enjoyed what i was playing last night i'm trying to get sleeper simulant which is a fusion rifle for those who are casual destiny fans it's a it's a nice fusion rifle to have when you're fighting giant bosses uh okay so sorry got sorry everybody who was who was using it in gamut and kind of it got nerfed big time yeah. It was basically yeah. one-shot kill on Guardians in Gambit, and everybody was using it. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know if you know what Gambit is, Jesse. It's like this PvP slash PvE mode where, like, there's two sides, and you have to uh, collect these orbs and, and put them into this bank, and you get orbs oh, okay. You get orbs by killing enemies. And okay. then you're, the opposing team can send blockers, which are taken version of the enemies, Okay, but they can also send an invader, one invader, who is kind of—I don't think they're invisible, but they—they they don't really show up on your radar. And the invaders were using sleeper simulant and taking out entire teams. Uh, oh, and it, okay. was just, it was just—it was becoming a—it was becoming an issue uh, within yeah. the game. So, yeah, uh, there. Well, was... um,
1: so so they basically what they did is they took that whole mechanic that you have in the in the like regular game type where you've got those glowing white like orb things that you've got to put into the thing like the the raid or the not raid but the uh the strike you were doing at the end of your uh of your stream you know like at the end there you had to you know jump up on those platforms and bring that thing up to the to, to release the shield around the eye thing or whatever. So yeah. it's basically like you're just, you're basically using that then. Yeah. Like where you have those orb things and then you got to put it into something.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. okay. So. Okay. That yeah, uh, And then, cool. and then once you get like, once you bank like 75 moats or whatever, uh, you you spawn the boss and whoever defeats the the big boss that you spawn first wins so uh it's it's kind of a cool mode i it's there's a lot of cool things that you can get by doing gambit but uh uh where was like oh yeah i was trying to get sleeper simulant because it's good against bosses like big bosses because it 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 hits hard and uh it actually kind of at least in destiny one it stumbled bosses a lot and a lot of people went back to do Vault of Glass, uh, which was the first raid, and used Sleeper Simulant on on Atheon to push him off the ledge because he kind of stands on this platform with holes. And, like, instead of yeah. doing the final boss encounter, you can push him off the ledge and he you win. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of cheating, but it's way better than, than, you know, there's, like, this relic you have to carry in that raid. And... Uh, yeah. It's a lot better than getting teleported to other planets and carrying a relic while, uh, and shooting oracles while carrying this relic than, than actual <laughs> it's just
1: better to shoot them off the ledge, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. It's kind of funny that they, like, introduce a gun that ba- basically breaks the game. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, like, <laughs> the, the thing is, is, like, Vault of Glass, and, except for, like, when, right before Destiny 2 came out, they they increased they made like legendary versions of the raids which gave you yeah uh exotic uh versions of all the raid weapons oh okay but until then like since vault of glass was the first raid like all the weapons and and gear and stuff required to get into that raid after like six months was obsolete all that gear and yeah. equipment was obsolete so like oh,
1: tell me about it man. I can't even play PVP games at all because I just get wrecked. All like all my weapons are completely useless against any of the new weapons in PVP. Like it's it's not even funny. Like I can't get kills with my weapons right now that I have. Yeah. Like nothing does anything compared to to what the newer weapons do. Like it's that's why I need to that's why I want to go back cuz I enjoyed playing PVP Every once in a while, casually, yeah. and now I can't even do that because uh, like my my character is so outdated and so like just useless at this point. All my weapons and stuff in there that I can't even I can't even enjoy that uh, anymore. So that's why I want to go back so I can actually because I don't have any weapons that are like the newer style ones, you know, that have like the the re rolled. Yeah. Uh, you know, stats or any of that stuff. They're oh my all gosh. Don't get me started.
0: Don't get me started on, on <laughs> random roll stuff. I am. I I realize in the Destiny community, I am in the minority, but I do not care for random rolled weapons. I just want the weapons to, like. Because, like, if they're random rolls, they're different weapons. Like, it, it's just. Yeah. It's just an excuse to, like. I don't know. W- yeah. Reg- regardless, I'm not a fan of re rollable weapons. And <laughs> it's just boy anyways uh so the first kind of topic here we're going to we're going to discuss uh Bungie's director addresses the future of Destiny uh he says quote the vast majority of Bungie is still working on Destiny uh and IGN asks, so what about the the minority uh so this is the IGN article uh from Joe Scrubbles it says Destiny franchise director Luke Smith has made it very clear that Destiny's future lies with or er, has made clear that Bungie's future lies with the sci-fi shooter series. Following Bungie's split from its publisher Activision, Smith has posted on the company website thanking Activision and other development partners for their help on the series so far before detailing the short and long-term plans for the series. In the short term, Bungie's quote, "continue and continuing to build the content we've promised for the annual pass. Um, Smith acknowledges criticism of the last expansion's high power requirement, going on to say, We want to find the line between new content that many players can play and aspirational content for players to progress towards. We're exploring improvements to catch-up to catch up mechanics for players in upcoming seasons. Uh uh, as of this week, season of the Forge is over. Iron Banner just happened too, which I have played a little bit of that as well. Uh, Iron Banner they they moved it back to the original way where it's six v six control, and your power and weapons do matter uh, in that in that game mode, which I actually really like. I my Warlock has a full set of season one uh, gear or year one gear, I guess, uh, and so I. Would really like to get another set of Iron Banner armor because it changes every year and, and yeah. it's it just looks really cool. Last last uh, year the Iron Banner stuff was based on samurai, so
1: oh um, nice, that would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, it's really cool looking. Uh, so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to play anymore this this see this season. I guess season five of Iron Banner. I guess, uh, but uh, just because I'm not high enough level at all. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I did hit level fifty, but my power level is way too low still. And so, plus the warlock is, was a bad decision to start with a warlock in Destiny two. Man, it's warlock was like super op in Destiny one, and now like they it, anybody who's starting Destiny two right now play a titan. They are they are the kings right now. Uh, so.
1: My my highest uh, level is a warlock. I started oh. with a warlock. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just like I just like his his moves and stuff that he had. I, like I found them more useful than the other ones. But the hunter was good too. I didn't mind the hunter. But yeah. But I it, you know it's that that's all about precision, like shooting or whatever. I just like to be able to like get headshots from like far away. Yeah. You know, like just kinda of take enemies out with headshots or whatever. But Yeah.
0: Well like how how I kind of describe the the classes, right, is like the Titan is the all around kind of you can play PvE and PvP with this class. You're it's not i I mean, Titan is very kind of a universal style player, right? It's it's if you wanna run in, run and gun, have high shields, high kind of damage, whatever style thing uh, The Warlock is more of a methodical kind of... You You use your powers from kind of uh, a mid-tier distance. You're going to be good at a lot of the PvE events. Uh, Warlock is actually very good to have in the raids right now because yeah. they, they have a, a bunch of uh, exotic... If you have the right exotics paired, they can be very, very useful. Uh, like, yeah. You put down the uh, the ammo rift in Leviathan Raid. You can provide your teammates with uh, a lot of ammunition. If you pair that with somebody who has sweet business, uh, hopefully you have a Titan. that You know how the Titans can throw up those barrier shields, like the short barrier yeah. shields. If you duck behind one of those, you don't have to reload. And so... If you duck behind one of those with the ammo rift with the warlock, you have pretty much unlimited <laughs> ammo
1: with a sweet business, a gatling gun that you can just keep cranking out bullets. It's so And the the ammo the ammo rift is was added with the update,
0: right? Uh no, it's been there since the beginning. It's it starts out as a oh. healing rift, but you can move it over to an ammo rift.
1: Oh, okay. That okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah a lot of people use say... healing
0: just in terms okay. of like, if you're if you're playing PVP a lot, they use the healing rift on like uh, control points if you're playing a lot of control, or in okay. countdown if you're trying to defuse or protect the bomb. Uh, Pv, PVP stuff like that. That's kind of your go-to. But uh, ammo, the ammo rift is very useful in the raids, especially. So. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna continue this article here. Smith is. Smith is more tight-lit about the longer-term thinking, but makes clear that Bungie is committed to Destiny. We created the universe, and we hold its future entirely in our hands. Interestingly, he also explains that the, ma- the vast majority of Bungie is working on the future of Destiny content. Perhaps the minority left over is working on a brand- on something brand new? Uh, that- that'll that be the question we have to ponder for now. Uh, and then it links you to Fireteam Chat, which is their Destiny podcast, but uh so what he's talking about the 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 minority part of Bungie is working on a new ip uh they trademarked an ip called matter which okay. we don't really know what it is uh, a lot of people think it's a free-to-play style game for the chinese market then that's why they got yeah that. because that they trademarked that around the time where they got that hundred million dollar investment from NetEase, which is a Chinese publisher. Um, so that's that's what that's, I think that's they're working on. I was
1: on. thinking too. Uh,
0: it, you know, I I don't really know what it is, but you know, they are really committed to working on Destiny. Uh, I'm going to move over to the long form article uh, on Bungie.net. I'm going to read Luke Smith's uh, a letter here. And then we will kind of wrap up the show since there's there's not really a lot to talk about in terms of, of in-game stuff. But uh, His letter reads, Hey everyone, I want to share three things on behalf of the Destiny team today. First, our sincere thanks to the people at Activision who helped bring Destiny... Bring Destiny to our players. High Moon Studios for their wonderful collaboration on Forsaken and Vicarious Vision who helped establish a destiny community on PC, worked with us on Warmind, and who is currently readying their Destiny Swan song with content that will appear in the upcoming season of Redacted. Uh they haven't released their next season of stuff yet. Uh next, in the short term, we are continuing to build the content we've promised for the annual pass. We've learned a lot from Black Armory that will apply to the future releases, most notably that we like to, like the beginning experiences of content drops to be a better point of convergence for the player base. In Black Armory, we set the power requirement for this first forge too high, and that meant it wasn't a great chance to jump in on some new content. We'll want to find the line between new content that many players can play and aspirational content for players to progress towards. We're exploring improvements to catch up mechanics for players in upcoming seasons. Last, long term. Bungie is committed to Destiny. We created the universe and we hold its future entirely in our hands. The vast majority of the team is hard at work on envisioning the future, experiences, enemies, and ways to play the garden you've been building since 2014. We're going to keep doing that. We think about what it means to truly be independent, what it means to self-publish, and crucially what Destiny's future can now look like for our players. It was a busy fall and it's going to be an even busier year when I look ahead and think about destiny and where it could go. I see a bright future with roots in a memorable in a memorable past. Not everything has been lost to the dark corners of time. See you soon, Luke. So there's some pretty interesting tidbits in there, especially that last sentence. Not everything has been lost in the dark corners of time a lot of people think that they in the next generation, when the next generation launches, they're going to create kind of like a... You look at Halo, for instance, what you know Microsoft is seemingly doing with Halo Infinite, right? Where they're kind of yeah. building a base that they can build off of for years to come. And that's basically what Destiny's been doing with Destiny 1 up until Rise of Iron, and then they introduced Destiny 2 and all the expansions for Destiny 2. A lot of people think that whatever destiny 3 is is going to be destiny 1 plus destiny 2 plus whatever the next big release is they're going to add all the content back in and you're going to okay. kind of play from the be- like if you get jump into destiny on in the third game you know it it kind of like you know you're going to be able to play from the beginning or whatever and and I know that's a big step and maybe not <laughs> what's going to happen with with you know a lack of funding from Activision but it's nice to think about that all of that destiny content's going to be right there and if you have already played destiny 1 and 2 then you know you'll start from that where that third game kind of starts off basically like they're master chief collection yeah i mean kind of <laughs> yeah uh the, the, the traveler conne- uh, collection or whatever yeah, the, the travel, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's something to think about that like there's still a lot of loose ends that destiny has not tied up and that uh you know we've the strange the stranger for example uh a character that we saw in vanilla destiny and we have not heard from since right Uh, the darkness has not come back into play until forsaken. Right. And we still don't know much about it. Uh, and a lot of people think that destiny three is going to, you are going to have a light level and you're going to have a darkness level and you'll be able to flip flop between them to access different powers and stuff. Uh, a lot more in the vein of an art, a real RPG instead of, you know, a skill tree that you level up to. Right. And so, yeah destiny destiny 3 i feel like is a long way off but i think it's going to be their most ambitious project yet because they're going to be able to do what they want instead of keeping to activision's kind of calendar you know Mm. uh but with that said now granted bungie's a big studio and they make a lot of money off of destiny but how do you, they've got to take all the marketing costs into into effect now? They've got to put box copies on the shelf now. They've got to figure out how to do the marketing for these games. There's, that's a lot of expenses that Activision was taking care of that they now have to somehow financially deal with, right? And yeah. so, I I this is this was my comment at the top of the show it was like I'm a little bit worried about how des- how Bungie looks financially and two or three years if if they can't a produce the content they want to produce and get it out in a timely fashion to bring money in now granted I'm sure they'll have investors and and all that kind of stuff right so they can do this because Bungie is yeah. it's not like it's not like nobody knows who Bungie is Bungie is one of the biggest now independent developers in the world right I mean they yeah. they're they gonna find a way to finance themselves but another thing I was thinking of too is like I feel I feel like maybe they're going to want to make make their studio smaller to be able to deal with this because you're going to be able to have a creative team uh, a relatively small creative team and they're going to be able to make the game they want with a smaller team size and granted that's going to mean layoffs are coming but I think I think Bungie wants to be smaller than they are now and I think that might actually help them in the long run. Uh, but they they have a lot of financial things they have to deal with now that they weren't dealing with before, you know. Uh, as a yeah. team of creatives and artists and stuff, they, I mean, they might have to hire some marketing a marketing team. They're gonna they're gonna they might have to hire, you know. I, I they they just have a lot of things they're gonna have to deal with now that they weren't dealing with before. That's, that's worrisome as a huge fan of, of Bungie since the original Halo, right? Like, and even, even before that, if you, if you're talking about you know, that weird Oni game that, uh, we, we talked about it last week, right? That third person shooter that Bungie made for PS2 published by Rockstar. What a weird game. What a, what a weird game that was. Uh, but.
1: Well, yeah. the the thing is, too, like, like I I still think that there might there might be a possibility that uh that like uh like they work with Microsoft or something, not you know as a partnership, not as like a like an exclusivity. Like, I mean, it might be like time exclusive stuff, but I could see them like working, you know, with Microsoft because I mean, we you know. Uh, Phil Spencer had, had, you know, tweeted that he was, you know, excited and looking forward to working, working with Bungie, you know, and stuff like that. Just like I could see them kind of helping out without them technically being like, you know, they're still independent, but I could see Microsoft helping them out in some way. Mm hmm you know for for just a timed exclusive thing and and it doesn't even have to be that or that if, long of a timed exclusive thing it could just be like you know like a week early or something
0: yeah but, or they could work out like i know we're looking at it from like a uh, xbox point of view since we kind of run the xbox channel but like even from just like a publishing deal if microsoft stepped in and, and publish, like, help them get publishing deals and or and, and marketing yeah. and stuff like that, like, it doesn't ha- they don't have to own Destiny to be that. Like, look at what they're doing with Minecraft. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, look at Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, technically it's an Xbox exclusive, but Insomniac owns the IP, and technically the- Microsoft could publish that on PlayStation someday if they really wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of cases where Microsoft could step in, and plus... excuse me plus microsoft could really help them with the pc version of the game right that's a that's an extremely large audience of destiny right now is the pc version and with activision stepping out like there's two two viable options i could see stepping in to help them publish a pc version microsoft and epic epic is looking to expand their their store in Uh what bigger game besides Fortnite could they get besides a locking down the division two, but also locking down something like destiny, the next package product of destiny. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to watch this play out. I think, I think Luke Luke makes a lot of, of good points in his, in his, uh, letter. You know, I, I think they have learned a lot throughout this process of destiny like the bad especially you know with the launch of of the original destiny and with the mistakes they made with destiny 2 uh what they fixed with forsaken and then kind of messed up a little bit with with uh black armory i think you know they they're taking all this into consideration and they actually have the time now to sit and and kind of map out what they want
1: to do you know so Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I honestly don't think that we'll see an, another um, another uh, Destiny game until the uh, the new consoles have been out for at least probably two years. Yeah, yeah, I was year, thinking or a year at least or if, two.
0: If the new consoles come out in 2020, right? I mean, that's what that's what all signs are pointing to. Yeah, I could see this being. It, it it wouldn't even may not even be a fall game. It could be a February or March game. I can see this coming out in yeah. February or March of twenty twenty two. A full sequel, Destiny three, or whatever yeah. they're going to call it, right? So, and that'll yeah. be their game for the next like
1: three to five years. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I I think that's their main their main worry is just unlike in the past, being able to ship the full finished game. And then and then worry about the adding on and stuff later and not getting themselves behind. Like just worrying about giving you a really good solid full experience when the game releases and then and then, you know, just not having to play the catch up game like they've kind of had to play with both games now that they've released. So you know, like that's the thing—is like just the the fact that they'll be able to ship the game when it's ready versus mm-hmm. having to have it out at a certain time to appease, you know, uh, uh, someone else. Yeah. You know, like that, like that's the key to all this. I think it's just, it's ultimately what probably should have happened in the first place, but they probably just weren't really in a position where they could, they could make this kind of decision from the start. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they needed that help, unfortunately, from Activision to probably get, you know, to get this started. But now that they've kind of, you know, like, created something that people have seen two games of now, they can finally step away from that and and do their own thing for the most part, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I i think i think they're gonna figure things out obviously i i think this is gonna end up being a really good thing for everyone who is a fan of destiny yeah in the end um yeah it's i mean just gonna be fun kind of watching where this goes
0: yeah yeah i'm really i'm really interested to see how they kind of handle this and uh you know, this isn't the first time they've they've left a major publisher to do something do something on their own, right? I mean, huh. they left Microsoft, yeah. they left Halo and Microsoft behind to do Destiny. Yep. So uh, we'll see. It seems like though they're really committed to putting out more content and stuff, though. So I'm excited to see yeah. what the roadmap looks like after this this content for the annual pass is done, and and go from there. But uh, anything else you wanna? hit on before we get out of here
1: no i think that i
0: think that's good all right well thank you guys so much for listening remember you can catch tower casuals on tuesdays uh right after the reset about 5 a.m eastern time on your podcast service of choice and you can watch the video at 7 a.m eastern time on our youtube page check out the tower casuals youtube page more content going up there soon uh besides the podcast i know these this and dark zone junkies and Javelins for Hire pages have been kind of empty besides the podcast but you know we you gotta start somewhere so stuff's coming and uh got some really cool things in the works for Tower Casuals in particular so we've all actually are have have reinstalled or are reinstalling Destiny 1 to kind of